Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, John Davis. This is MotorWeek's 33rd podcast, and I am not John Davis, obviously. Our most excellent host is taking some well-deserved time off. But uh, while the chief is out, the uh, Braves have taken over the show, much to his dismay. <laughs> I'm joined with our usual gang of experts. We've got Wizard of Words, Shumi Choksi. <laughs> I like that, Wizard of Words. Hello, hello. Star of stage and screen, Ben Davis. Oh! <laughs> and the guy who takes us over the edge and does a great job of keeping our Facebook and Twitter updated, Stephen Chupnik. Hello. And I am your road test producer, Brian Robinson, and this week we'll have our usual discussion of uh, some recent road test cars, as well as some uh, upcoming segments and our question of the week, and we'll also tap into our mailbag before it's all said and done. Let's get right to it. Mercedes-Benz E63 AMG. I think everyone's familiar with AMG and what they do with uh, Mercedes-Benz cars. Simply magic. You, uh, you spent some time at the track with the E63. What do yeah. you think? Uh, well, my uh, time at the track was almost uh, strictly straight-line track launches or explosions, if you will. <laughs> but uh, jumping in this thing, I thought the uh, Porsche PDK transmission was one in a million. I don't think it ever could be rivaled. But nevertheless, Mercedes-Benz Speed Shift, MCT, the 7-speed, this thing is unbelievable. You put it in Sport Plus— and get ready to launch down the quarter mile, and the fat from my thighs traveled to the lower <laughs> part of my back. Great, <laughs> great visual. Did we, did we get some shots of that at all, or no? Uh, no, but I'm okay, still getting. Okay. Uh, I'm still in uh, rehabilitation for it. Right. <laughs> the shifts are just so hard and fast that it, it blows your mind. As far as a streetcar, I think, uh, Shimi, you drove it back uh, yeah. to Maryland from Georgia. How was it on a yeah. long trip? Well, uh, well, first of all, I want to say that the the E class. Uh, combined with the AMG package, I think it's my favorite AMG car. Um, so? the right, it's just the right size, right power. It has the right look. It just it's it is an awesome piece of machinery. And you know, I'm a big AMG fan. You guys know that. I mean, sure. you know, compared to not be. Yeah. right. I, I mean, even compared to you know BMW's M stuff, uh, AMG to me is is the cream of the crop. So um, this is the car. Uh, everything Ben says, uh, you know, is is obvious in that that's what this car is made for. I drove it back. We, Brian Rob, Roberts and I drove it back from uh, Georgia, uh, nine hours on the highway, ten hours, nine hours, nine and a half hours on ninety-five. Um, didn't expect to be too comfortable coming up the highway um, for that long a period of time in a car that's you know for the most part track sprung. Yeah, track sprung. Perfect. Um, was totally comfortable. Slept nice. for the portion of the trip that uh, I didn't uh, have to drive. And huh. when I drove, I was very, very comfortable. It, I mean, it rained the entire time, and it held to the road. No problems, no issues. Very confident, very comfortable. I think it, uh, our tester came in around hundred grand. I think. Yes. Would you rather have uh, that or uh, Panamera Turbo? Uh, that's a good question. Um, AMG all the way here. Yeah. AMG, really? Yeah, I just wait. I don't. I don't like the way the Panamera looks that much. It's beautiful inside, though. Yeah, Ben's always had issues with the way the Panamera looks. I, I like the way the Param- I think the Panamera looks different than everything else in the, on the road. So that I don't know. It's a toss-up. I'm still a huge AMG fan, so yeah. I, I might 
I would probably have to say the E63. What do you think, Steve? Well, I mean, I think AMG has always put out a, a good product, and uh, I put that question out to the Facebook uh, world, and uh, a lot of fans on on our Facebook page w- were in agreement. Um, you know, everybody basically was like, you know, it's it, every time AMG and Mercedes get together, they definitely. Uh, you know, they definitely know what they're talking about, and you know, one one of our of our uh, of our readers and 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 fans of Facebook was you know kind of joked and said, you know, I, I can't wait to get rich and famous so I can so I can own one. But you know, I mean, a hundred thousand dollars for that kind of car is kind of reasonable. I think you're going to expect that that kind of quality and and and. And product from from AMG. Just the wallop of noise that comes out of the exhaust when you hit the gas would uh, it, wouldn't sell it for me. It didn't sound insane outside. <laughs> it was kind of quiet inside. Yeah. But outside the car, it sounded it's insane. Tougher yeah, I than mean, we, we've all. I mean, I, didn't you, you guys have all driven the Black Series, right? The, oh the, yeah. So it's it's that sort of raspy, yeah. like monstrous noise. More NASCAR it than F one. No, no sound, doubt. Yeah. Tougher than an elephant's ear. Speaking of <laughs> tougher than elephants, uh, Land Rover LR four. Yes. Another recent uh, tester. Uh, we just had a limited time. Didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with it, but I did do some off-roading. And uh, pretty impressive, as you would expect, and uh, pretty good on the road, too. Anybody else uh, have any opinions? I've got mixed emotions on this one. Um, one of the, one of the, my downfalls is that it's less utility-oriented inside. And, you know, that means it's more luxurious, which is better for its uh, rivals and competition, but... Not so much for me. I like things a little more utilitarian and, and rugged off-roading look inside. But on the other hand, you got the five liter now, 375 horse, 375 pounds of torque, up 75 horse from the uh, LR3, and uh, even better fuel economy, too. Right. Win-win. Well, it's I could learn to like it. Oh, Brian and I were kicking it out by the water cooler of Motor Week a little while ago, talking about the LR4. Thanks I, for the invite. I, yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> that you missed that. Someone uh, had to actually do the work. So. <laughs> um, uh, my only opinion of it is um, I, I didn't get a chance to take it off-road. Brian did and said it was pretty capable. Um, I, I thought on the road it was a little bit clunky, um, a, a little top-heavy, as Land Rover generally tends to be for me. And, sure, uh, yeah. So... Um, Aside from that, I mean, it's definitely an upgrade over the LR3, and, you know, it is it is what it is. They do feel awkward on the road sometimes, which is, always amazes me. You see a lot more uh, Land Rovers in Orange County than you do on any uh, trailhead. That's right. You're ever at. But yeah. I think two things that stick out to me were the tow 7,700 pounds, which it's not that big of a vehicle, so that seemed pretty impressive to me. And uh, it starts at under 50,000, which yep. I was really surprised by compared to – other uh you know big luxo utes like gx and x5 and mm-hmm. uh mercedes ml even uh land cruiser too yeah 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 well I, th- I think what ben was saying is that you know a lot of people who have that kind of you know stigma of, of the land rover they think it is going to be luxurious it is big um you know and you don't think of it as a power machine today that that they that it used to be um you know that that they that they made it for, but the LR4 is definitely you know both. Um, I know a, a few people again on on Facebook. We we kind of you know there was it was a good debate uh, about the LR4. If, if people are still out there, um, if people still want that that large luxurious uh, SUV, and and it definitely proved um, you know that you know people were saying that they definitely want that that 
large car, um, even if it doesn't get the gas mileage, even if it is a little bit more expensive, uh, people still want that. People, you know, they they want that stigma of having a, a Land Rover. I mean, absolutely. It's a true seven-seater, don't forget. And the... Um, Maybe not as much so as uh, some of the other, like a Navigator or uh, Escalade. Plenty of headroom, though. Yeah. Plenty I of headroom. Mean, I think it, it lacks on a little shoulder. Shoulders is where it comes short, if I'm not mistaken. I, that's the way I feel like when I'm, in, I'm sitting inside one, especially when compared to a Navigator yeah. or something, you know, wide, substantial like that. But in the third row, you still have plenty of headroom and, and legroom as well. And a fold-flat floor, uh, excuse me, fold-flat floor. That's versatility that is. at its best. Yep. All right, let's move on. Um, Nissan 370Z Nismo, basically a souped-up version of a uh, favorite around here in the office, the Nissan 370Z. Uh, we took that on the track down in uh, Roebling, Georgia as well. Had a good time with it. And uh, I'll just say, as for it, it's surprising to me most of all was it only has 18 more horsepower, but it felt like a lot more than that. I mean, the car, 370Z has always been a good handler, but it was almost more of a handful now than it was before. It really comes off uh, corners much better. And for for as better as it is on the track, it's really not that much stiffer uh, on the street. Are you guys... Uh, I mean, that's my question to you. I mean, it, it, and you've spent the most time with this car, so and with the 372. Right, so, sure. so, I mean, if it's up to you... And you don't have access to a track. Let's just say you're the normal guy. Right. Uh, which one are you going with? I mean, well, if I'm not, if I have no intention of going on a track, I'm going to just take regular 370Z. It's right. going to be more than enough for daily driving. But you know, if I'm a weekend track guy or want to look like I am, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, step then, up. Right, that's right. I, I like to look like I am. I'm here for the Nismo. <laughs> that's what sure. Benny doesn't care about well, admitting yeah, stuff well, like that. Speaking of the looks, uh, I don't know if you remember the last year's. 350Z, it, it looked a lot more cobbled together, you know, kind of tacked on. This 370, uh, you know, you can tell they did a lot more in integrating all the new uh, aero work, and uh, it looks, you know, much like a real car. It was my favorite car on the trip, actually. I would find, I would catch myself taking in its beauty when the sun set on it anytime I could. It was just, it's just stunningly beautiful yeah, car. Yeah, it is a gorgeous car. It did look good in white, too, which some cars, especially sports cars, They're don't always look white, good in yeah. white. Everything but, fit good. The wheels look great. The wing looked great. It was, it, it was awesome. $40,000. Uh, what's a better handling coupe for, uh, for that price? I don't think you're going to come up with one. Uh, probably not on the brand new market. Right. Anyway, right. I mean, it's certainly up there, and it's for forty grand with the Nismo package. It, it looks, it it's probably the most unique looking car out there. It's yeah. and timeless beauty too, in my opinion. Well, that that is a, actually a good question, and that was our uh, question a few days ago uh, on Facebook. Um, would you rather get the uh, the Nismo package included, or would you rather get a standard three seventy and soup it up yourself? And it was basically fifty-fifty on on the responses of people saying, "Yeah, I want the uh, I want that Nismo package already on one for the quality of of their products of Nissan's products, um, but two for the warranty factor of it um, right, right. on on the side." Right. But then, um, yeah, you get into putting all those Nismo it, parts on yourself, and then who you, you going to trust to paint it? You're going to yeah. lose. Yeah, you're going to lose. Um, 
you know, but it it really uh, you know it it basically was it was it was pretty even. They they that's basically what they said is that they'd rather do it. Some would rather do it themselves, but you know it, there were some good points of why you would want the factory to do it. Yeah, I got to come down on the factory side. I mean, we've had tuner guys, different comparisons we've done through the years, and they never seem to live up to you know what they hype and you know you got the full warranty and. Just go with the factory. I can see we're doing it yourself would be fun, but you'd have to have uh, otherwise very stress-free life to deal with that added stress. All right. All right. Let's uh, shift gears here a bit. Reporter Stephen Chubnick, you, what have you been working on lately in the over-the-edge department? Well, I have a few stories that I'm working on. Um, one is a, uh, a monster diesel motorcycle um, that Paul Tuttle Sr. and uh, Orange County Choppers were working on for a company uh, in, in, in Maryland, right here in Maryland. And... Uh, you know, you don't think really diesel motorcycle and Orange County choppers together, but um, it, you know, it, 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 so far it's you know they they really know what they're doing up in up in New York, and you know Paul's Paul's a bike expert. He knows what he's doing, and you know it's I, I saw the bike and it it looks really good. Sweet, I look forward to that. You've yeah. had some uh, good segments lately. Uh, what's uh, what's new on the uh, Facebook and Twitter? Well, you know, really, uh, the, the Facebook has been, you know, really talking about, uh, you know, some of the, the, the what America's minds are changing with automakers. And Honda and Kia, or I'm sorry, Hyundai and Kia um, are really stepping up their, their products, and Americans are really starting to see that. Uh, you know, they're, people are really high on the warranty factor of it, um, the quality of the Genesis. You know, we obviously had the, the, the long-term uh, Genesis here, and people really saw that. Um, I think the Elantras, I think the, the Sorrentos. Oh, I just of, checked of the out the uh, new Sonata, too. And the, the Sonata, a great yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, our guys over, over here are really high on Hyundai and Kia, so, you know. Yeah, they're, they're uh, keep improving, and they're sneaking up. You know, on quality, obviously, but they're, you know, the, the prices, I think, are sneaking up a little bit, too. They don't have quite as much advantage as they used to, but still. Yeah, the leap in quality is immense, though. I mean, yes. I just said, yeah. Over the next five to seven years, Hyundai is going to be a total competitor. With oh, overall, no you know, doubt. Overall body design and everything is coming way up yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and, Ben, you mentioned body design and, and one <clears throat> uh, particular classic American car, the Corvette. Oh. Uh, they, you know, we, we actually had to talk about this. Yeah, we were talking um, about this. Uh, we were... Uh, Chuppy and I were at the water cooler talking about this one. Yes. Oh. Yeah, you, yeah. I wasn't invited. No, you guys weren't invited. Um, but, yeah, people are uh, are kind of surprised that, that Chevy's changing up the look of the Corvette. And uh, people said, that, you know, you need to change the interior. But, you know, Ben, we, we were saying that it's it's kind of been always like that. Yeah, I've kind of accept the... Uh the lackluster interior being wrapped in plastic it's just uh, it just goes along with the heritage of the corvette it's always been that way and if it always will be that way i don't think it's gonna keep anybody from checking it it's out it's definitely time for an update i wish they'd make it a little smaller like a seven day scale the car is just so big yeah yeah well it's the one in the transformers the movie if that's any light to what's coming down the pipe that's just stunning that's going to be incredible All right, it's time for our lightning round. I'll throw out a recent news item, and we'll debate for a few minutes. And when the bell rings, time will be up, and we might even have drawn a conclusion or two. All right. uh, (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Justin Timberlake, or JT as he's known around the water cooler here, (laughs) recently made his debut as ambassador for Audi. Buick had Tiger Woods before the economy faltered and his personal problems uh, surfaced. 
Now Massachusetts dealers are reporting a spike in sales of pickup trucks. Following the election of Senator Scott Brown, whose 2005 GMC Canyon played a prominent role in his campaign. Just how much impact do you think celebrity endorsements have on vehicle sales? Who wants a piece of that? Celebrity endorsements have a huge effect on not just vehicle sales, on everything. That's why celebrities are paid huge amounts of money. Uh, I mean, I, in a way, this is, uh, it, you know, I mean, we as a human race would be dumb to be paying all these people so much money if it wasn't actually affecting things in a positive way. But I direction. think if you ask most people, they would say no. They would say no, of course it's they It's a would. subconscious thing. It's either a subconscious thing or it's uh, one of these things where, hey, I don't want to admit to it, but it's, you know, I want the same car that what's-his-name has. I'm going to bring up two words that it seems to me like I bring up every other day for the last 20 years. Uh, it's Burt Reynolds. <laughs> you, can't, Fine chicken. you can't deny what he did with the Trans Am and Smokey and the Bandit. That's right. That's all I, I got to say. Well, yeah. in that regard, it has to be believable. I don't think anybody actually believed for a minute that Tiger Woods would buy a Buick. That's, That's a strong true. point. Yeah. That's but, true. It has to be well-matched. Yeah, well, ahead, Steve, well I was going to say, well, exactly what you said. Is Scott Brown's whole platform was he's the everyday guy. He's right. He is the everyday American. He's like you. He can do everything. So I see that people were like, wait a minute, hold on. I see he's... He, he's an everyday guy. I'm an everyday guy. Well, I, I don't can have buy a pickup a, truck. I, I can right. buy a pickup truck. I can, you know, I can, you know, I can get that. Um, I think, like Shamit was saying, I think celebrity is is everywhere. I think there's a reason why there's magazines flying off the shelves. There's, you know, 20 entertainment shows out there. People want to know what celebrities are doing. You're going to buy what celebrities uh, are wearing, what, uh, what, what they're I'll, driving. I'll bet you the, the Canyon's being bought by now by lawyers professionals now too because of this guy you know, i wanted it when i was in middle school i wanted an a-team van and there's no way i would have wanted one of those unless it was in the show but back to audi and uh, jt do you think that's a good marriage I mean, can you see jt yes, rolling in audi? absolutely yeah. yeah because audi has that uh, that glam citified thing and, and that's what jt stands for Really? It does. <laughs> JT Glam. Okay. And I've never called him JT before in my life uh, until now. Oh, uh, come on. Well, the bell stopped you. you know. How would oh. I know? I've, it's around the water cooler. You don't invite me. <laughs> All right. Uh, in our last few minutes, i got a viewer question here. And if you do have a question, hit us up at MotorWeek.org. And if we pick your question, you'll not only get our expert answer, but a highly coveted MotorWeek T-shirt. Sweet. This week from Gary in Colorado. Can you explain to me the difference between cars and trucks with four-wheel drive versus all-wheel drive? I don't know much about them and wonder which is better for driving in the snow in the mountains of Colorado. Ben, you're a resident wheeler. <laughs> Hit us up on that. <laughs> yes, uh, I've always known to believe the difference is 4x4 uh, has the ability to be two-wheel drive. And uh, usually you'll only find a low-range option in a 4x4. Right. Yeah, traditionally a four-wheel drive has a, you know, a lever or a switch Selector. that you can— yeah, right. yeah. All-wheel drive is going to be a front-wheel drive-based vehicle that automatically switches to all-wheel drive when you need it. When you need but it. although things are blurring a little bit now, some sure. cars yeah. have both. Yeah, some, some all-wheel drives have lockers or a center, a center lock somewhere. Uh, but in my opinion, as long as you got a if you if you want an all wheel drive car, as long as you got a great set of tires that are that's a, equipped to handle deep snow, that's plenty. I, I mean, I also from just a vernacular uh, standpoint, it's like all wheel drive to me 
uh, denotes like somebody a car that's more for uh, all weather sort of conditions, like a or, Subaru. You correct, just instantly it's, it's ready Subaru. all the right. time. Whereas, whereas four wheel drive, I immediately think Jeep, big tires, terrain, off road, yeah, solid know. axles, front I, and back kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of a um, it's sort of a subjective point of view, but that's that's why I think I right. view it. So you know, other people yeah, it. to answer uh, the question, uh, you know, if you're going to do be driving in the snow on roads. In Colorado, uh, you know, I think all-wheel drive would be perfect sure. for your, you know, if you plan on getting off of the road in deep snow, you know, hit up something with uh, four-wheel drive. Yep. All right, Gary. Well, I hope that answers your question, and I hope an uh, extra small T-shirt is okay because that's all we have left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, I guess we're out of time for this week, and in honor of our uh, Justin Timberlake question, we will be bringing Sexy back next time <laughs> as our host, John Davis, returns from vacation. Until then, thanks to our producer and PR manager, Michelle Parker, audio engineer Jim Bigwood, and podcast creator Bob Mixter, who is also the guy that assembles all of our show's bits and pieces into one half hour of greatness each week. Thanks to him for that. Until next time, be sure to drop us an email and let us know what you're thinking. Check out our Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube channel and all that great stuff, and we will see you next time on Motor Week. You have been listening to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at motorweek.org. And watch MotorWeek, television's longest-running automotive magazine series, each week on your local PBS station.